Welcome back to the Austin Mortgage Report with John Schutze on Talk 1370. Have a question for John? You can reach him by calling 512-920-2891. Once again, here's John. Welcome back to the show. John Schutze here, Supreme Lending. I've got John Roseberry joining me. Afternoon. We are uh, with the uh, Schutze branch of Supreme Lending here in town and uh, back for another great show uh, of the Austin Mortgage Report. We're going to talk about homeownership in this segment uh, and why 14% of Americans feel that homeownership is an important life event. And that's down from last year when it was 19%. This is by a report linker. It's a, it's a study group. Uh, if you have any questions for us, I want to make sure and give you our number, 512-920-ATX1, uh, or call us, uh, or go to uh, online, austinmortgagereport.com. Shoot me a text if you want to. Uh, you can text us, uh, 512. Text number will be 775-6820. Uh, John Schutze is the name. Just go to austinmortgagereport.com. Online, we're, we're live right now, Facebook Live. Just go to Austin Mortgage Report, look us up. Like us, follow us, tweet us. Uh, also, uh, we podcast as well, so all the past shows are on the podcast. So 14% of Americans think ownership is important. I think that's interesting. So that is ranked behind. It's below uh, things that think people think are more important. Education, achieving career goals, and getting married. Homeownership is less important than all those. Uh, however, it ranks top among long-term financial goals. So that's interesting. That's 45 or 54% of folks think long-term it's important. It's more of a short-term thing. And I think that's what's interesting. I think it probably has a lot to do with, you know, people have a lot of student loans and the debt, right. the debt affordability has got to be way up there where, you know, man, I, and, you know, I think it used to be certain cities in the, around, you know, the Northeast and the, in the, uh, the West, you know, California, we had these cities where homeownership was very expensive. You know, buying a home, it cost, you know, the, the hot, the, the, I mean, what's the average price of a home in California now? 700000 or something. I mean, it's At least. way up there. So you thought, oh, it's over there. So here, us, us, you know, folk here in Central Texas wasn't an issue for a long time. But boy, over the last 10 years, it's become an issue. And I absolutely see that it's a major problem for folks. You know, earlier we were talking about somebody who makes five grand a month. That's sixty grand a year, decent salary, especially if you're in your twenties. Probably a lot of people that make in that range, or even you know, or less, of course. And based on our debt ratio calculations that we do as a mortgage company, that means you're going to be able to afford a more a total debt load of a twenty or two thousand to twenty five hundred a month, right? right? Well, if you've got a car payment that's three, you know, say four hundred bucks, well, that twenty five hundred dollars in debt you could carry just got dropped to twenty one hundred. That's remaining. If you have a student loan that you're paying on, that's another three hundred. Well, now that just dropped it to 1800 So really, the maximum mortgage that you can afford is 1800 right. Didn't used to be a problem around here. I mean, I remember when I got in the business back in 2002, you could drive out to parts of Round Rock, Pflugerville, um, and then it became more like Hutto and Maynard or, or going south, Kyle or Buda. You could find a home with a $1,200 payment with zero down. All, so. Lots of them. So it wasn't a big deal. Well, now try to go out there and find an $1,800 payment right now. I mean, that's not that easy. Most homes are going to be in the, even the entry-level homes are going to be in the 250 range uh, around now. And so if you're putting 5% down, a $250,000 home with 5% down, payment might be about two grand. Well, hey, you're, you're over that $1,800 max you have. 
So what are you going to do? You know, well, it's according to the Austin American Statesman. Um, Central Texas homes rose three percent. This is in April. Over the median price of those sales hit three hundred and five thousand um, dollars. The price, the average price or median price of a home in the city of Austin in April rose two point two percent, and or sorry, rose four point one percent to three hundred and seventy thousand six hundred dollars. To your point, you know, it just simple math at a, a, a average interest rate at the moment at around four percent. You know, how do you, you know, you you mm-hmm. got to make more money, or you've got to uh, rent, or you have to stay where you are. So what we do a lot of times is count is is consult clients on uh, what you can afford, and and you know if you need your payment to be eighteen hundred, what's that look like? You know what's going to be the maximum home you can buy. A lot of folks are looking at condos. Uh, the, the challenge with condos you got to watch out for is they usually have a pretty high HOA payment, homeowners association payment, and so that payment alone could be three hundred bucks or two fifty. So that just means that your mortgage got lowered now. Instead, eighteen hundred is now. You got to find a home with a mortgage payment of fifteen to sixteen hundred. We found so that out a, couple, a lot. A lot months of months ago. Yeah, a lot of times you can afford the price point of a. You can afford. You know, if you're looking at condos, you actually have to lower that price target a little bit more because of the HOA dues. Um, the other thing we we can do is there are programs that allow you to stretch that debt ratio a bit. So, for example, there's a. Um, you know, we have a program that you could go maybe as high as 50 to 55% of the debt ratio. So you can really stretch things a little bit. That's a little scary too. I mean, that, that means half your income is going to your housing payment. Um, so you have to really look at that. And, and what I'm seeing is a kind of a shift in how people spend their money. So I think that 10 to 20 years ago and, and before, your housing cost was a lot less. And so you had more toys. You had a couple of new cars, boat, RV. Well, there was a time in thinking that, you know, and I'm going to go back. My father used to say that if you can't afford, if you can't afford all your monthly bills in the first two weeks of the month, then you've got to either lower your bills or get another or make more money. And that was yeah. the, that was the rule of thumb for for many 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 years. But does not seem to be anymore. Well, people are shifting, and, and it's just the reality is you're going to have to spend more on your house, and you're going to spend less on this other stuff. So, you know, you, you have a. A, a house that's a little more expensive and you drive a 10 year old car, you know, and you don't have the boat, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. I mean, you know, you're seeing these folks, you know, where you have these houses with smaller lots, zero lot line is we hear that a lot. That basically means your, your house is right on your lot line. I mean, you don't really have a yard. You have maybe a little courtyard in the back and, and it, that's becoming very common. And well, that's some of the builders too. They want to maximize their, well, they're trying to serve the market is what I see. So land values have gotten so expensive that the only way for them to build an affordable home is to put more homes on a smaller area because otherwise it'd be a you know, they can build $1 million house or put four $250,000 houses. Well, the four two hundred fifty actually serves the market more. I mean, you, you can, you know, that's what the market needs. And so that's what they're starting to do. Absolutely. So it helps the, and that's the, that's the builder's answer to, Hey, I want to keep building houses, right. but I know that there aren't a lot of million dollar buyers. So how can I serve this market? And so they're doing that, you know, going back to the 14%, I mean, what's going on there? I mean, and, and what kind of long-term effect is it going to have on folks if they don't buy? I mean, I just, we talked in the last segment about in my own life, uh, in, in, in being able to increase my quality of life for my, you know, in terms of sort of a material way, you know, like having, 
having a being able to afford a little bit nicer home in a little bit nicer neighborhood, which gives my kids a little bit better access to a little bit better schools. Well, you've also had a it's lot inc- more kids. Too. It's incremental. But I mean, it's from a financial standpoint, you know, I couldn't go. I, I wanted to live a certain place. You know, we all want to live as nice as areas we can, but I couldn't afford it originally. So I had to buy in a different, I had to afford, you know, bought what I could afford. Well, I owned that home a few years and the equity appreciation gave me the confidence. Hey, I know I've got 30 or 40 grand in equity. So maybe I could take that, sell my house, take that money and put it down in the nicer neighborhood. Right. I wouldn't have been able to do that. I think if I'd have waited and rented, unless I really was a great saver and who's, who's, I mean, some people are great savers. A lot of people aren't though. You know, you have cheap rent or, well, there's nothing to think it's cheap rent anymore, but you know, your rent payment might be a little less than it would be if you owned. Sure, there's cheap rent. You just live with but, mom and dad. Right. But <laughs> are you really saving that difference? And human nature, in my experience, is that most people aren't. And so for me, and I know my own myself, you know, I might have had that cheaper rent and I probably would have bought a boat or I would have, I would have spent, I'm not sure I would have saved the difference between what a house payment would have been in that cheaper rent. But by owning a home, it's sort of like a forced savings account in a way. So you're paying your loan down. You're getting appreciation that way because right. your balance is going to. You're also getting appreciation from the value. So I just know in my own life, I would not have been able to live where I live today had I not bought in my 20s. I don't, you know, I think it would have been a problem for me. I mean, I, I just, I'm not sure I would have been the type of person who could have saved enough but to have a big enough down payment to afford what I was eventually able to put down in the house I have now only because I had bought early and I kept, that appreciation kept growing, right? I'd like to see the, breakdown of the 14%, how many of those that they polled were in their 20s and early 30s? And it does seem that the younger people are, the less likely they are to buy. And yeah. Especially getting into college, they're, you know, you know, it's, they don't have the money, they don't have the, the career set, you know, they don't have the income, um, may not have the credit. I don't know. I mean, I look at folks and people are making pretty good money in Austin, Texas. There are people that could afford to buy. And I think that's what's interesting about this statistic to me is that they're just choosing not to. And and why that, the reasons for that, we've talked about on the show a lot. I think what I just want to put out there is we've got to kind of go to, we, we need to go to another break here is that we're here to talk you through that and, and, and come up with some options for you and let you know, hey, what, what does it really cost to buy? Because there's a lot of misinformation out there uh, that we want to help dispel, you know, what is, what is, what really is the mortgage payment? How much do I really need to put down? Uh, what does this whole thing look like, you know? And if you have questions about that, just give us a call. We're at 512-920-ATX1. You can go to austinmortgagereport.com. Shoot us a note there. Uh, we just, we would love to help, you know, they've been in the business since 2002. I've got a lot of experience and uh, just want to know, want you to know that there's somebody that you can talk to about it. And, um, we're you know, really listeners. flesh out your options, you know, because I'm not sure that the advice that's going around among the younger generation of, you know, a lot of fear and a lot of scare, you know, concerns and, you know, fear about, um, you know, homeownership is serving you well. I think you really might want to consider owning a home because, you know what, if your rest of your friends don't buy and you do buy, you're going to be the one that's going to have the extra fifty or $100,000 in equity in a few years. And I'll bet you're going to be glad you did that. I know... I was scared when I bought my first house. I remember my mom saying to me, because I was just like, oh man, I don't know, is this scary? You're signing this doc. I mean, when you rent, you feel like you can always bail. You know, right. you can always bail. Something when you contract. buy a home, a you year, can't really yeah. bail. I mean, you can, but it's going to be a problem. You know, it's a bigger problem. But she said, you know what? You adjust, you always make your mortgage payment. You figure it out. And it's true. You just, you'll figure it out. You'll always make your mortgage payment. And you just adjust. And um, I'm so glad I did that.
I'm really so glad I did that. Uh, it was a great blessing to me and my family. And because and, when we were, able, for one, it was great where we lived, but then we were able to sell that at one point and move to the next neighborhood over yeah. that's a little nicer. And that was just a really great increase in our lifestyle. So we're here to help. John Schutze, John Roseberry. We got another segment coming up, so stay tuned for more of the Austin Mortgage Report. <laughs> 